Hello and welcome to Kildare County Council's County Development Plan podcast series, Understanding Kildare's County Development Plan. My name is Amy Granville. I'm a senior planner here in Kildare County Council and I, with my colleagues, will be taking you through the various aspects of this series. The draft Kildare County Development Plan is available now to view until 24th of May 2022. To do this, you can visit our virtual consultation rooms at draft Kildare CDP 2023-2029.ie through our consultation portal at consult.kildarecoco.ie or in person by appointment at the Planning Department in Kildare County Council. Submissions or observations regarding the draft development plan may be made via our consultation portal or written submissions may also be made. Observations or submissions must be received by 4pm on Tuesday the 24th of May 2022. Kildare County Council is preparing this county development plan to outline the strategy to be undertaken for the proper planning and sustainable development of land use across County Kildare over the six-year lifespan of the plan from 2023 to 2029. The plan seeks to address the physical, economic, social and environmental needs of the community in terms of supporting new development, protecting the environment and enhancing valued assets and amenity. As we navigate through this important phase of public consultation, when citizens, communities and businesses are encouraged to have their say on the future development of the county, this podcast series will explore many aspects of the county development plan, what it hopes to achieve, and most important of all, how it will inform the future development of the county. This series will include contributions from those developing and adopting the plan, as well as the views of and discussions with representatives of businesses and communities affected by our county development plan. The global climate crisis requires immediate action at a local level and in Kildare the County Development Plan along with the Local Authority Climate Action Plan seeks to put in place a strategy for assisting in meeting our national targets. In this episode, Breda Marr, Regional Coordinator with the Eastern Midlands Climate Action Regional Office joins me to explore how the County Development Plan will seek to make Kildare climate responsive. Breda is a graduate of DIT and more recently DCU and has worked in the local government sector in various areas of planning for nearly 20 years. Breda now leads the charge for climate action in this region. So Breda, just before we kick off in terms of the discussion around the County Development Plan, I think it would be worthwhile just explaining the role of the Climate Action Regional Office, who they are and what do they do? There are four Climate Action Regional Offices, um, or CAROs as we refer to in short. Um, Across the country there's the Atlantic Seaboard South, which is led out by Cork County Council, the Atlantic Seaboard North, which is led out by Mayo County Council, um, the Dublin Metropolitan Carol, which is led out by Dublin City Council, and then the Eastern and Midlands Carol, which is led out here in Kildare County Council, partnered with Kilkenny County Council. And we look after 17 local authorities to drive the climate action agenda through all the services and functions of the local authority. We were established under the National Adaptation Framework in 2018 and we initially started our work with local authorities in relation to the local authority climate adaptation strategies which were looking to build resilience to the negative impacts of climate change. The work of the CAROs has expanded since then um, and we are we are working to drive and coordinate climate action efforts across uh, the local government sector, uh, bringing closer alignment to national climate policies. So when you think about the, the work and the services and the functions of local authorities across the spectrum of uh, economic, social, environmental, cultural and community development, for example, and local authorities also have a very close relationship with communities on the ground, 
as well as a, a, an all-important emergency response role as well. So you can see that local authorities are very well positioned and lend themselves exceptionally well to the role on uh, to a unique role on climate action. So building upon this and these incredible foundations, the CAROs are there to support local authorities to mainstream or integrate climate action into all of those services and functions, use all the levers that are available to them through the work uh, that is done at local level and try and create positive outcomes in relation to climate action. Climate change is a significant challenge um, for, for society as a whole, but what does it mean for Ireland or more specifically for the work of Kildare County Council. So building upon these incredible foundations, the CARO's role is twofold. Uh, First, I suppose it's to support local authorities to mainstream or integrate climate action across the the range of services, to use all the levers um, and influence that is available to local authorities in those services. And then the second one is to coordinate climate action across all the regions, helping to build capacity, Um, helping to build the experience of the local government sector and improve the performance of the local government sector on climate action. So we've done that. We've done a few initiatives in relation to the climate action training programme. We've been scaling initiatives uh, across local authorities and across the regions. And we're looking to help deliver the targets that local authorities have to achieve as well in relation to climate action. So from a climate perspective then, Brida, what is influencing how our county and local policy is shaped in the county development plan? Amy, there's there's a significant amount of policy that is helping to shape the county development plan for Kildare. I suppose we start really at the global level where the Paris Agreement of 2015 has set uh, two distinct goals. The global temperature goal, it, where it's seeking to limit the global temperature rise to two degrees Celsius, um, really striving to to keep that increase at 1.5 degrees. And as I mentioned already, we're already at 1.1 degrees globally. So that's a significant challenge. That's the first distinctive goal. The second goal is based around adaptation. And it's about uh, building the capacity of countries to build their own resilience to the now inevitable consequences of, and effects of climate change. Uh, as we move down, then the EU has translated those two goals into their own European policy. And we see through the European Green Deal in particular and the European Climate Law that targets have been set for all countries, all member states uh, to work to. Those targets have been translated through our own national policy context on climate um, through the Climate Action and Low Carbon Development Act of 2015 and more recently the Amendment Act of 2021. And we can see here where the our national climate policy is building a framework around the climate neutrality objective. So that's seeking to build uh, an economy that is climate resilient. Um, that's the adaptation side, which looks after the, the negative impacts of climate change. Uh, a biodiversity rich society as well as well as a climate neutral economy. And in that, the government have set targets to achieve 51% reduction in all emissions by 2030 and net zero emissions by 2050. And what I mean by net zero is that balancing of emissions that are created so we avoid or we reduce our emissions um, and we, we create that balance where we're not producing as many emissions uh, as we have before and we're able to store other emissions through, for example, the re- reservoirs, as they call them, um, basically in the ground. We keep keep the emissions in the ground. 
So we have two strands as well also under the climate legislation. We have our national adaptation framework, which is seeking to support all sectors of society in building resilience to the negative impacts of climate change. And on the other side, uh, the other strand, we have the Climate Action Plan, which is looking to um, support, again, all sectors of society uh, in reducing the emissions and achieving and delivering on the targets that have been set to 2030 and to net zero by 2050. And even in that, Brida, as part of our county development plan, one of the areas that we've addressed is the imp- or is the area around green infrastructure and the importance of protecting our biodiversity. And even in our previous episodes, we spoke to our heritage officer who talks about our local biodiversity action plans um, that we're doing. At, and, and that's the real local interventions that, you know, as you say, that the communities are working on. But I suppose then, Brida, how can a county development plan, specifically the Kildare County Development Plan, respond to or even address the climate challenge? The County Development Plan can significantly influence um, climate action activities at local level, Amy. Um, I suppose in the main, I suppose if we look at spatial planning in general, it's a significant instrument, it's a significant lever that we can use because it covers everything, it covers so many dimensions. And when you think of it from settlement strategy through to heritage, through to biodiversity, through to transportation and all of those type of things, um, it's it's got an influence there already. So what we can do is kind of piggyback on that influence and integrate climate change and climate action considerations into that. And, you know, we just kind of exert that influence more broadly where we possibly can. It's an existing tool. Um, it's there already. We don't need to reinvent the wheel. We don't need to create new structures or new frameworks. We just maximise the use of the, the county development plan and the areas of focus, the policy areas that it looks at to really work out climate action policies within that and start implementing it on the ground then through the development management process um, as well. And indeed through the local area plans um, when you know we use the nature-based solutions and I suppose even the area-based transport assessments or the, the strategic transport assessments that we do now to inform the, the local area plans, you know, Breda, something as simple as a permeability link allowing or facilitating somebody to walk or cycle to school, to walk or cycle to, to the local shop. They're the really small interventions that make such a difference at, at a local level, but also at a national level. And it's those that, that we, we really see as, as being really important Are there any other, I suppose, local interventions and climate action that the county development plan should include? Why should we be including those at this stage? There are a huge number of interventions that can be incorporated. And I have to say, reading the Kildare County Development Plan in its draft form at the moment, it has included a lot of local interventions. And when you look at it from everything from your settlement strategy, uh, whereby you're promoting compact growth and regeneration, um, in particular the the reuse of existing uh, brownfield sites as they're known as, uh, choosing those over the development of greenfield or or new sites, even promoting the location of building to high capacity public transport corridors and things like that. You can see that you're already kind of picking up climate action um, initiatives there and making a a broad influence. You talked yourself there about modal shift and that's very evident in in the plan as well. I can see that there's very ambitious um, targets there for modal shift, for getting people out of their cars onto their bikes and into other active travel modes. Um, And the promotion as well of those high permeability corridors because we need to provide that infrastructure we're not going to get people out of their cars unless we provide the the infrastructure and the mechanisms for people to enjoy 
being out of their cars. You know, there are other ways as well through SUDs or the sustainable urban drainage systems um, and nature-based solutions. And what I mean by nature-based solutions is that we, we look to what nature can provide us um, to resolve or address climate impacts or climate adaptation um, in its own right. So we can use uh, our natural environment as natural flood areas. We use our natural environment to plant forestries and promote biodiversity. Um, And all of these would be very beneficial as well as nature-based solutions to combating or tackling uh, emissions. Also, when I think of um, the Athai local area plan, um, you know, a key mechanism there within the, the local area plan wasn't to rely on the flood defence mechanism, but rather using land use zoning as a response, as a nature-based response to the issue of flooding that exists in Athai. So these are all very clever ways that the development plans can deploy in order to get effective climate action on the ground. And it, it would be remiss of me as well, not to mention the wind strategy that exists as well as part of the county development plan. Um, you know, and that's significantly contributing nationally to the renewable energy targets to help us decarbonise our electricity supply. Um, And that will have a significant benefit across all of the country, um, because once we can get our electricity supply decarbonised, that will help others to achieve uh, their own targets in, in, in reducing emissions as well. Rita, I think it's very it's very evident that, you know, as I said earlier, and I think this is something where, that the local authorities are learning through the work with the CAROs, is that it isn't one big leap. It's it's a number of small baby steps. Brida, I suppose if I was to say to you, uh, to ask you why it's important for people to engage with the plan um, for more effective climate action in our communities. You know, we do have the sustainable energy communities across County Kildare. You, you know, they work with the local authorities and they do great work themselves. Why should they engage with this plan? This plan offers an, an enormous opportunity to people to get involved, to help shape and mould the future direction of climate policy and to be part of something really, really big. You know, it's, a part, it's, it's about communication as well. It's about people learning what they can do, building their own capacity in relation to climate action and then helping to do what they can themselves. In order to do that, it's it's important, I would advocate that people get involved in this process um, because that is reinforcing where we need to go and it is they can help shape their own future and the future of Kildare County and their own communities within that. I mean that from the perspective of both adaptation, again, building resilience to the negative impacts of climate change as we are experiencing them, and also in re- tackling the source of the problem through our emissions use, helping to tackle that global issue at a a very local level and that's where it is crucially important. Brida, thank you so much for joining us today and I look forward to working with you again in the future. Thank you Amy. That's it for this episode and for the series. I hope you have found the six episodes insightful and many thanks to all our guests for joining us and offering their expertise in discussing many aspects of the County Development Plan for Kildare. A reminder that the draft Kildare County Development Plan is available to view now until the 24th of May 2022. You can do this via our virtual consultation rooms through our consultation portal or in person by appointment in the Kildare County Council offices. 
Submissions or observations regarding the draft development plan can be made via our consultation portal at consult.kildarecoco.ie or written submissions may also be made. Thanks for listening.